Welcome to Elevate. Elevato. Elevato. Erwin Hyman. Hey, man, you guys remember that, right? That's, I think that's German. See, Brian remembers it perfectly. What is it, what is it Brian? Brian, what is it? Erheben. Erheben. All right? You got to get the Echech. All right. All right. Ready? Erheben. Erheben. Damn, I almost spit up my lunch. Oh, gosh. Never mind, right? So welcome to Elevate, right? We meet every Friday at 7 p.m. You're watching online. Thank you, but we want you here. You here, Facebook. Oh no, right here. Yeah, we don't go there anymore. Right here. All right. Okay. So last week we talked about seeing the Lord. Okay. Can everybody say, "See the Lord"? So we're talking about Vision 2020, having 2020 vision for the year 2020. Right? It's corny, but it's right. You know what I'm saying? Just because it's corny, don't make it dope. Right? Corn is good for you. Amen. So corniness can be good for you sometimes too. So. 2020, right? Seeing the Lord clearly with 2020 vision. We talked about that last week. Talked about fixing our eyes on Jesus, running the race, right? Today we're going to be talking about how to see the word. Everybody say, see the word. Now, before I get into this, 2019 was pretty crazy, all right? A lot of stuff happened. I want to read a statistic to you guys just to show you um, just the number one killer in America right now. This is uh, from Planned Parenthood just this year. They killed 345,672 unborn babies, earned $1.6 billion from killing those babies, a lot of money in killing babies now, reported net assets of $2 billion. So they're worth $2 billion. They received $616.8 uh, million from the federal government, our country's funding murder. Now, you may think abortion is not murder, but I want to let you know if you actually go to Planned Parenthood, you'll see pimps take their prostitutes over to get abortions. You'll see rapists that take little girls that they've been raping to get abortions. You see, you don't understand the type of murder and evil that is going on in this country that's being funded. We have children, uh, like a young boy, I think, named uh, either, he starts with a B. Uh, his father's a Christian. His mother is not. That's why we tell you to not be on a weekly yoke. His mother convinced him to, uh, what well, was trying to convince him to get a gender change, basically to cut off what makes him a man and put what makes someone a woman into a five-year-old boy, and the court was trying to defend this decision. So we have a lot of evil in this world, and sometimes when I go on Facebook, that's all people look at, you know, we start 2020, all of a sudden we got World War III, right? Now, you guys don't have to worry about that, but my man TJ does, right? Where's TJ? He's going to be drafted. Where's TJ? My man. Hey, see? Huh? Oh, that's right. That's right. Where's Will at? My man. There you go. Right? There you go. Okay. So, you know, we kidding. We laugh, but troops are being sent out now. Okay? People are going to be killed. And this is what we start off 2020. And it's like, dang, this is life. This is what I see all the time now. But I want to let you know that within all the mess, right, even the mess in all your lives, okay, because as messy as it is out there, sometimes it's even more messier in here. Sometimes your life's a mess. I remember when I was young, I would kind of focus on everything else so I wouldn't have to focus on myself. So I'd be like, man, let me just get distracted with this, get distracted with that. And 
I don't want to deal with the mess within. But I'm giving you guys another option, a third option. Instead of seeing the mess, let's see the word, amen? Let's see the word. Some of you, though, right, you don't actually look at God's word the way it's intended. So I want to illustrate to you guys with uh, the Elevate Skit team on how to look at God's word versus how not to look at God's word. So if we can cut the lights and introduce the Elevate Skit team, or don't cut the lights. Let's just let my man Marco and Jeremiah up here. Give a hand clap for the Skit team. Hey there, Marco. Oh, what's up, Jeremiah? How are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. It was, it was an awesome word we had last week, right? Yeah, um, yeah, sure, man. Well, I just want to show you something I got in my prayer time. Oh, sure. Go ahead, man. It's uh, Exodus 20, 12. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God has given you. Uh, I just wanted to leave you with that. Um, I got to go because uh, my parents have a curfew for me. Wait, wait, wait. Curse it? Wait, wait. Curfew? Yeah. Wait. Who does that anymore? Well, my parents. Dude, you don't need to follow curfew. Literally, it's 2020. We used to do that back in the old days, but now you can do whatever you want to do. Well, it, the Bible says to honor our parents, and I would be honoring my parents if I fulfilled that curfew. Dude, you don't need to follow your parents. You could do whatever you want to do, okay? Well, okay, but I got, I got to go, so. All right, man. See ya. Hey there, Marco. Hey, what's up, Jeremiah? How are you doing today, man? Doing pretty good. Awesome. It, was a, it was an awesome word we had yesterday, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Joby was talking, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was doing something, yeah. yeah. I, I got some when I was praying, and I just wanted to share oh, it with boy. you, man. Okay, go ahead, man. It's in 2 Corinthians six fourteen. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what, do, nope. for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Mm -hmm. Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Mm. And that just, that touched me so much. And I think I'm going to break up with my girlfriend. Wait, She's, wait, 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 what? Wait, break up with your girlfriend? Yeah. Dude, why would you do that? Well, she's not saved. And, well, it, the Bible says to not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. Dude, dude, dude. I believe in love. You see, I have a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend, and I love him, man. Doesn't matter what you think, you should believe in love, dude. But that's not what the Word of God says. Dude, you don't need to follow the Word of God. It's literally just a book that was written whom, who many years ago. Whoever, whoever it was, it doesn't matter. It doesn't impact your life. Well, I'll go be a doer of the Word. And you can stay how right, you man. are. Just do whatever you want to do. What's wrong, Marco? Dude, I'm just dealing with so much right now. Like, my parents are gonna get a divorce soon. My boyfriend, he just cheated on me. I'm flunking school, so I'm gonna have to drop out soon. I'm just dealing with so much right now. I just, I don't know what to do, man. Well, have you been reading your word and have you been getting touched by God recently? No, I have not, dude, but why would I do that? I mean, I see you coming to Elevate like every week and like, it doesn't look like you're being touched. Elevate? Yeah. Elevate? Dude, I hear Lauren speak about revival and breakthrough all the time, but nothing ever impacts me. I see Joby preaching and teaching or whatever he does, but it doesn't impact me. 
You see, I come to LA expecting something in my life, but in reality, nothing happens. Well, maybe you're just hearing the word and you're not doing what the word says. Sure, dude, sure. All right, man. Give it up for Marco and Jeremiah. And uh, give it up for the word of God. You saw it. You, the word, it probably won an Oscar, right? Amen. You saw the way it was turning pages. Oh. Okay, yeah. And I, So that, that's an example, right? A lot of us, we see the word. We see it, right? We hear it. But we don't do it. And a lot of that has to do with how we see the word. You notice how Marco kept saying, it's just a book. It's just a Bible. Joby's just speaking. Lawrence is just talking. And it becomes mundane. And we forget that this word is not just the word of man, right? But it's actually the word of God. It's the word of God. So really quickly, right? If we go to James 1, chapter, uh, James chapter 1, verses 19 onward. Now, in order to see... The word, right, in this messed up world with evil that is so prevalent, right, as it says right there. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to, uh, slow to speak, slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. If you get angry a lot, that's your issue. That's sin. Take it to the Lord. That's sin. That doesn't produce what God wants. And he says, therefore, get rid of all the moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, Right? So you're getting rid of all the filth and the evil that's within you that's also out there. So the same evil and filth that's out there, chances are it's in here. So you get rid of it, and you humbly accept the word that is planted in you, which can save you. Which word, what's the word that's planted in you? Just with a, what's the word that's planted in you? The word of God. See, the word of God is planted in you. Now, we get to this verse, verse 22, and it says, do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Everybody say, do what it says. Everybody say, do what it says. That's the first way, right? There's going to be three ways on how you can see the word clearly. Do what it says, right? Look into it intently and receive its blessings, but the first one, do what it says. When you do what the word says, right? Many people just hear the word, yet they believe that they're standing good with God. They're in good standing with God. They think they come on Fridays, they come on Sundays, and they see and hear all the things that are going on here. And they, they were like, okay, I'll go with my parents maybe on Sunday. Maybe I'll listen to a Christian song here and there. But it's just noise. It's just useless information. It's just stuff that never actually changes your life. It's because it just stayed up here around this area. You just heard what it said. You registered as information just like Abraham Lincoln being like the, the president that started the Emancipation Proclamation. It's just information like that. It never goes any deeper. It never goes any deeper. The Bible is not like that though. It's not just to boast to other people about how much you know. It's not just to talk about yourself as a good, righteous person because you go to church and you hear the Bible. The Bible and the Word of God, it's not just to make you a better person. It's not just to make your mama proud. You can make your mama proud and still bust hell wide open. 
You can take your mama out the hood and you'll still, she'll still end up in hell with you. So this is the thing I'm t- trying to tell you guys. This is the word of God. Nothing less, nothing more, because more it would, be, it would be God himself. This is the highest thing besides the Lord that we can talk about. It's the word. It is without that, we don't know him. We don't know him. And if we do this, if we just simply hear and don't do anything, we deceive ourselves. Everybody say deceive ourselves. Now, with the first thing that comes to mind when we hear the word deceive, well, it might be like liar. It might be deceiver. First thing for me is, is Satan. Satan. Satan was the deceiver. He was the first person to deceive. He deceived Eve, who then deceived Adam, right? Who helped deceive Adam. The enemy is the deceiver. So when we hear the word and don't do it, it's like we're being like Satan to ourselves. We're literally our worst enemy at this point. The word of God has been brought to us. We hear it, but we don't do anything about it. We deceive ourselves. We think just because we heard it, that's a check mark. Just because we, re- we memorize a Bible verse, that's a check mark. I stepped into elevate, I sat down, that's a check mark. I'm good. But yet we do nothing about what we actually heard. We do nothing. It's in one ear and out the other. When you hear the word of God, it's almost like it's your parents telling you to clean your room. You're like, oh, man, you know, yeah, mom, I'll clean the room. I'll get on it. Two hours after playing Fortnite. Two hours after talking to Boo. Yeah, 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 I'll clean, I'll clean the room. But no, this is different. This isn't just a chore. This isn't just what you, you would say is a religious thing. You'll see that this is, one of the, this is the most precious thing you could accept. This can save you if you humbly accept the word of God that's planted. It can save you. You see, nothing that you listen to, no matter how many sports podcasts you listen to, no matter how many rappers that suck and might die next year we listen to, no matter how much you listen to, that won't save you. That won't save you. None of that will save you. But if you humbly accept the word of God, it will do what education, technology, and everything else has failed to do. Give you eternal life. Give you eternal life. So we must do what it says, and we must do it right away. We must do it right away. If not, we make the word of God useless to us. If everyone can turn to Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 2, verse 1 through 2. I'm going to read it off my phone on the New King James Version because there's something I want you guys to understand here. When you read the Word of God, you're not reading it like a Harry Potter book. You're not reading it like, you're reading it like a history book. Really, these are things that just happened in the past. These are things that just happened to Jesus. Jesus, he's the one who, yeah, you know, redeemed that prostitute. He's the one that told fishermen to come and they came. He's the one that raised from the dead way back then. That's a historical fact and that's it. No, listen. In Hebrews verses 1 through 2, I'll read verse 2. Uh, it says in Hebrews uh, 4, verses 1 through 2, Therefore, since the promise of entering this rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found falling short of it. For we who have, heard the good, uh, who have had the good news proclaimed to us, everybody say proclaimed to us, so they heard the word just as they did, but the message they heard was, was of no value to them. Everyone say no value. 
Everyone say no value. It was no value to them. Just as they did, the message they heard was no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. In the, King James, in the New King James Version, it translates it like this, and it, makes, it means the same thing. It says, but the word which they heard did not profit them because they did not mix with faith the word they heard. They did not mix with faith the word with heard. Other translations may say they did not combine the faith that others had. So they heard the word, they heard it, they may have said, man, that might be true, but they did not have faith when they heard it. They did not trust in it. You see, a lot of you guys read your Bible, but you're reading it super dry with no faith. It's dead. You have a dead faith. So when you read the Bible with a dead faith, what happens? A dead life. Nothing happens. So when you read the word, you read it, you're like, oh, man, cool, you know, obey, obey my parents. Yeah, that's cool, yeah. Then all of a sudden you get into an argument because you didn't want to do the dishes, and you slam the door, and you're like, gosh, I hate my life. I got to do the dishes. Gosh, I hate my life. They took away my phone. I don't have an iPhone 11. Oh, gosh. No. And some of us actually have real problems with our parents. But even then, the Bible commands us to honor them, to honor them. The Bible says to slaves to get their slave master's slave to honor the slave master. It also tells the slave master to, to release the slave and make him a brother. But this is the thing. The Bible is talking about the soul here. The Bible is talking about obedience to the Lord. It's not talking about your feelings. It's not talking about some word that you heard from some motivational speaker, some word that you heard from your friend who was high. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the word of God. Do what it says right away. So I'm going to ask you, do you do what the word says? Do you do it? I know I see most of you guys come to Elevate every Friday, right? Some of you are new. Some of you already been to church, though. This may be your first time in Elevate, but you've been to church many times. And when you hear the preacher, you're snoozing. So then I have this question for you. Is the word of God, is this, what is contained in this book, any value to you? Is what Jesus Christ spoke to his apostles in which they were willing to die and be burned alive any use to you? Is this any use to you? The very words of God spoken to man. Is this useful? Or would you rather listen to some rapper who's going to die before he's 19 because he's involved in gangs? Would you rather listen to some drugged out person that you're friends with just because he's cool and he hoops? Would you rather listen to some uncle that's been divorced twice? You know, I'll let you figure it out. I'll let you figure it out. What are you going to do? Are you going to do what the word says or are you going to just treat it like it's some paperweight? It's up to you. But let's say you do want to do what the word says. Let's say you, you do have value. Let's go to James chapter 1 verse 23. It tells us this, <clears throat> if it does have any value, right, if, it's, if it is of any value to you, what should you do? Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. You see, there's, there's two things I want you guys to get from that, is that we are to look intently at the Word of God, 
and not forget what it says. Many of us, and I, I understand, there's lots of times that I'll come to Sunday service and I'll forget what P. Joe says. But you know what? I'm like, dude, forget that. Man. I'm going to take notes. When I first got saved, I started taking notes. Why? Because this stuff was valuable to me. I got saved and I learned about my identity in Christ. I started taking notes. Who am I in Jesus? Because the world was telling me who I was in the world. So I already taken notes on that in my mind and in my heart. So what I did was I took notes on what the word of God said about me in Christ. It changed my life. I didn't forget what it said. Things that I heard at that time when I first got saved at 18 is still affecting me today. Because I saw the value and I looked intently into the word of God. But when you forget, you're like a man who looks at his, at his face in the mirror. Everybody has a mirror at the crib? Everyone should have a mirror at the crib, okay? All right, you guys are all beautiful. Look at yourselves. Right now, I'm just kidding. That's vanity. Don't look at yourself. But understand, you're beautiful. You're made in the image of God, okay? You're made in the image of God. You're beautiful people, right? Have a mirror. When you look in that mirror, right, some of us, we may be a little bit more insecure. We, we look at our hair. We're like, oh, man, I'm losing it. We look at our hair. We're like, oh, man, I need to do my hair. I need to get it braided or something. But when you look in the mirror, you see your face, okay? You see it clearly, it's, it's not smudged. There's no filter on it. You see it for what it is, clearly. Now, when you walk away, you don't forget what you look like. You don't forget, especially when you have a pimple on your face. I remember in high school, I always used to get this pimple right here. It's right here, man. It was like a big, like, like it, I just felt like, like an alien. It was huge. It was huge. It was white. It was huge, real nasty. And I would talk to people, and I would see their eyes literally just look. I'm like, yeah, man, dude, so I was watching the game last night, yeah. Yeah, and then my friends, my closest friends, they tell me straight up, bro, that pimple's ugly, bro. Like, you need to pop that thing, bro. And I'm like, nah, bro, I don't pop pimples. They leave scars. Nah, dude, pop that. That's ugly. I don't even want to talk to you, right? I mean, it was huge. I would always get it right here, and then I'd get it right here. That's the worst one right here. And when I looked into the mirror... And I saw my face, it was clear as day, I had the ugliest pimples I could ever find, right? On a flip note, when you're a guy and you start getting a beard, it's one of the best moments. You see that, you see the chin strap come in, then all of a sudden you see the, the hair right here, and you're like, okay, okay, you start, you start walking around different, okay? You start going to the barber, you're like, hey, trim it right here. And he's looking, he's like, what you mean, bro? Right? But you see your face clearly, and you don't forget what it looks like. It'd be the tiniest detail. You don't forget. So now what the Bible is saying, right, is that the word is like the mirror. The word is like the mirror. And the face that you see is your life. So you see the word, and when you look at the word, you see your life. You see it clear as day. You see the flaws. You see the things that need to change. So when you look at the word and you see your life clearly, you see the things that are messed up. You're like, man, I need to change that. Logically, you make that change. Just like if a hair was out of place, you'd fix your hair. Some of you guys have really nice hair. You probably fix it a little bit, right? You fix it. You're in sin. You got to repent. You fix that. You walk away because you know how you look but now when you look in the word 
and you see how you live, but then you walk away and do nothing about it, you're like a person who looks in the mirror and forgets what he looks like. You forgot what you look like. You no longer see clear. See, the word of God is there to help you see your life clearly so that you can walk according to God's law, his perfect law. And what does his perfect law give you? Freedom. Freedom. Everybody say, look intently. So we look intently into this perfect law, into the word of God that gives us freedom. Now you're saying, whoa, that's a, that's a, that's a play on words. Law that gives freedom. Yes, it is a play on words. You see, lawlessness is sin. Many of us, I remember when I turned 18 and I got a whip and I was like, this, this changed my life. You know, this changed my life. I started staying out. I, I'm not going to lie. I, w- I had a curfew of 8 o'clock until I was 18. I was overprotected. And if I was late, man, I w- I w- everything was taken away. Everything was taken away. I was too old. My dad couldn't hit me. Last time my dad hit me, I was using the bathroom. I talked back to him. He hit me while I was using the bathroom and I just laughed. Like, I was just, I was a rebellious kid. So it's like the hitting didn't work, so he just took stuff away. But when I was 18, he's thankful I got saved. I'm not just going to lie. Because when I was 18, I got saved, and I rode my whip. But I felt so much freedom. I felt so free. For a second, I thought I could do whatever I wanted to do. I could go anywhere. Man, I could take you out to McDonald's if I wanted to, finally. Man, I could take you to Maxwell Street, all the way downtown if I wanted to. I thought I could do whatever I wanted. Then all of a sudden... I get a couple tickets, and I realize, I'm like, oh, snap, dude. There's actually, even in this freedom, there's a law. But what if I couldn't get tickets? Let's say all the tickets were wiped out. Let's say there was no such thing as a law. Everyone was free to do whatever they wanted to do, right? Any desire. I'm telling you right now, some of y'all, right, would probably be killed by your neighbor. I'm just letting you know. Let's just take out the law. Let's just be real, right? Your brother and your sister probably smuggle you in your sleep. Let's just be real, okay? Cain did it to Abel. Don't act like you're any better without the Lord. Your parents would have probably aborted you. Just being real. They would have aborted you, but not, a, not even like a legal one. They would have waited until you were born, and if you were like had something that they didn't like, they would have done what the Spartans did. You know what the Spartans did with any baby that they saw as a defect? They would throw it off a cliff. Yeah, man, y'all would have been thrown off a cliff. Oh, man, this child... It's not strong enough. Just throw it off a cliff. See, that's lawlessness. There's no freedom in that. So what we have is freedom from sin. When we walk according to the perfect law that we look into intently, we have freedom from sin. Everybody say freedom from sin. So we have that freedom to not want to sin. We no longer are chained to sin. A lot of us think, well, I like to sin. I sin whenever I want. No, you're just the devil's hoe. That's it. You're the devil's hoe. He does whatever he wants with you. You're the devil's whore. That's it. The Bible says there's a whore called the whore of Babylon that just does whatever the world does. Guess what? You're part of that. You're his prostitute. He's pimp slapping you left and right. Hey, man, go lie to this person. Hey, man, go watch this video. Hey, man, sleep with this girl. Smoke this drug. You're not doing anything. You're a slave. But there's freedom in the perfect law where now slaves become sons. And you get to walk this new life. So this is what I want to tell you. Have you looked into the word of God intently? Have you looked at it as intently as you do all the V-Bucks you think about? Have you looked intently as you do as the, the star you idolize, as the rapper you want to be, as the girlfriend you're trying to stick with, so you're trying to find out all that she likes so that you can try to be the person she wants you to be so you can get with her? Yeah, yeah, that game right there. 
Yeah, are you looking intently like that? Are you looking intently like money, trying to get money, man? I know a lot of people, right, that they, once you graduate high school, they never talk to you. Then all of a sudden they get this get rich scheme and they're always about it now. They're always talking to you. They're always looking intently in that. They're always looking at the stocks. They're always looking at what, what's the next wave. All this stuff. Are you looking intently into the word of God or do you just, before you go to bed, you open it. You're like, man, what should I read? Let me just. Okay, a woman must not wear men's clothing nor a man wear woman's clothing for the Lord your God to test anyone who does this. All right, I'm good. Deuteronomy, I read it. You don't even understand it. You're not looking intently into anything. You just flip to a random Bible verse, verse of the day. It doesn't have any effect on your life. It's pretty much useless. Are you looking intently into the word of God, right? In closing, if I can have Lawrence up, please. So there's another thing, right? You, you have to do what it says. Then you have to look intently into it, okay? But then you have to receive its blessing. You have to receive its blessing, and how do you receive this blessing? It says right here, into the perfect love that gives freedom and continue in it. Everybody say continue in it. Not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. You see, when you hear the word of God and you do it, right, you don't forget it. You don't forget it. You don't. You don't forget when God frees you from sin. And he tells you to no longer do it again. It is like when you, act, when you mess up, right? Like, I don't know if you guys actually have a good dad in here. If you do, man, praise the Lord, then you'll understand this. But if you don't, the Heavenly Father can show you this. It's like when you mess up with your dad and you go to your dad and you're like, Dad, I messed up. And he shows you how not to do that now. And you find so much joy in that now. You find so much peace because you're like, I never have to make this mistake again. I never, have to, I never have to forget to put gas in my car again. I never have to forget to put oil in the whip. I never have to uh, forget how to tie my shoes. You know, when you're like nine years old and you trip and bust your face, right? Uh, I bet we were real glad when we found out that. So when we come to the Lord now and we, we hear his word, we look intently to it, and he teaches us something that we know we need, we do it. That way we don't forget. And then by doing it, we are blessed in what we do. Everybody say blessed in what we do. That's right, Josiah, okay? You trying to rap right now? We're blessed in what we do. There is a blessing. You will be blessed in what you do. As you obey the word, you are literally walking in God's blessing. You are literally walking in God's blessing. When you are obeying your parents, the Bible says that is the first commandment that comes with a promise Life will go good for you when you obey your parents. I'm not saying if your parents are Hitler, obey them. Of course, you obey the word of the Lord first. But when you honor your mother and your father, when you respect them, when you admonish them, there is a blessing in what you do. When you now decide to live pure, to not look at pornography, to not lust after women, to not lust after men, to not have sex outside of marriage, your life will be blessed. Your relationships will be blessed. You will have friendships, genuine friendships with people from both sexes. You won't always be conscious of like, is this person using me? Is this person lying to me? Is this person cheating on me? Why? Because you heard from the Lord. You knew what God had said for you to choose and you chose her, you chose him. You're blessed in your relationship because you heard the word of God and you did it. See, a lot of y'all don't understand that the word of God will bless your life. 
It will bless your life. I look at two deacons, Christina and Jose. Before they, they're married right now, but before they met the Lord, whole nother story, right? Relationship after relationship, right? Failure after failure. Drugs, um, right? Drugs. I mean, I, I never really heard your story. Your story, Christina, forgive me. But they gave their life to the Lord, right? And God blessed them in their marriage. See, do you want just like 10 side chicks your whole life? Or you want to be a side chick your whole life? Like, I, I'm just like confused. Or, or do you want to be a, do you want to have a blessed marriage? Jose's brother, Juan Riasco, he's the owner of Nini's Deli, just voted the number one place to eat, right, in Chicago? No, that, that's 33rd in the, in, the, in the nationwide, but in the city, number one. This man opened it up as a, what, a, a convenience store, correct? It was a convenience store when your dad gave it to him. He began to obey the word of God. This man preaches in his restaurant, tells people about sin, loves them as Christ loves them. It went from convenience store to number one restaurant in Chicago. Blessed in what he does. Blessed in what he does. TJ. Right? I hope I can share a little bit of your story, like your background. TJ, man, lost, confused. Your mother, she, she, wasn't, she was never really there in her mind, right? Called the cops on you a bunch of times for no reason. TJ, you were locked up, correct, right before you came to Elevate? Fast forward to now, he's a Bible college student. He's working a great job, right? Serving people that can't help themselves. He's blessed in what he does. You know, we can go on and on with testimonies, real testaments, people that are blessed in what they do. But let's say right now all of them were just killed by the sword. You see, when we have godliness, it's not just beneficial for this life. You're blessed for the next life, eternity. If everyone can stand up, please. I'm my altar workers. Listen, the altar call is real simple. For those that want to not just be hearers of the word, but want to be doers, you can come up. You can come up. If you're tired of just hearing the word, but never doing it, just simply hearing it, and it's at face value, and there's nothing more, it's time, it's time to come up. Receive prayer. We will cast those demons out of you. We will pray that God will strengthen you. We will pray that your life will be changed right now, because we believe the word of God. But those who are doers of the word, because I know there are, and you want to continue to walk in the word. But you also want others to do the same. We want to pray for you. Because the word of God, I need two female, uh, two female altar workers, please. The word of God says this. That we are to share the word with others. It literally commands us to do this. So I'm looking at some of you guys that I know, man. Dude, I know they got to be doers of the word. They got to be doers of the word. I want to pray, right, that you would do all the word, even the ones that are uncomfortable. I want God to take you out of your comfort zone, Christians, today. I want you disciples to be radical. Do the word no matter what it says. Do the word no matter what it says. And then if you need any other prayer, if there's someone that's dying in your family that needs to be healed, if you need to be healed, you can come up. We'll pray for you. But as Lauren sings, there's an opportunity for you to come up, receive prayer. Anyone that wants to be a doer of the word, anybody that wants to do the word, no matter if it's uncomfortable, and see others do the same, 
And also, if you need healing or you need just comfort, something happened, we're here to pray for you. We're here to talk with you, all right? If you guys would all bow your heads, close your eyes. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word, Lord, that is sharper than any double-edged sword. God, it cuts between bone and marrow. It cuts between the spirit and the soul and hits us right in the heart, Lord. It judges us of every thought that we thought was hidden, God. And I pray that your word would judge us today, that your spirit would convict us, that we would repent, we would, call, we would receive your call to discipleship, and we would follow you, Lord. God, I pray for everyone here, Lord. I pray for new ones, like Leo, like David, like Karin. I pray that they would be set on fire for your kingdom, Lord. That they would be doers of the word. God, I pray for Raphael. I pray for Zion, God. Lord, I pray that you would become real to them, Lord. That your word would penetrate their hearts, Lord. God, I pray for people like Dan, God, that you would set them on fire, Lord. Use him, God, in every facet of his life to make disciples, God. People like Melanie, give her a vision of MLA, Lord. Give Melanie a vision of MLA. And I pray that she would be obedient like Paul, God. I pray that your word would be real, Lord. Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. 